0: Hello everyone. Welcome to another Parenthood Friday. It's Renee here, and I am so glad that you've joined me. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know, I am so excited. If you live in Melbourne in June, Cameron and I are going to be coming to do a parenting seminar, which is really exciting. Um, I have done a few parenting things before, but there are not many places around Australia that are doing that anymore. So I'm excited. I will let you know the details a little bit closer to the time. Also, thank you to everyone that's been writing five-star reviews uh, on Apple Podcast. I really appreciate that so much. Today is not going to be a very long episode, but I really wanted to talk to you about a free app that I want you guys to get on your phone right now. And that's why I don't want to make today too long because I want to just Uh, talk a bit about it, give it to you. And then I want you to go and get this app, right? So a lot of you ask me about resources that you can use, right? Especially when it's to do with parenting, like what books can you read? What books did I read? Um, and I don't know whether some people might be surprised that I've I've read minimal parenting books. I think I found the couple that worked, and I and I stuck with them. Um, but I cannot wait to tell you about this free app um, that I think that you cannot do without. It's such a good resource, not uh, for yourself, but mostly actually for your kids. Um, it's for your for your children's viewing. Um, now it is American. That's the only thing. So some of the content is very kind of American based, but I'm wondering if we can maybe hit them up and say, Hey, can you do some episodes that would relate to, you know, kids outside of America? So as you guys would, you know, I'm clearly as I don't have to tell you, but our world has just so much ridiculous content out there, especially the content that's being designed to be consumed by children, right? Like I've talked about Disney before. And of course there's a whole Disney channel. I think gone are the days where you can just put your kids in front of the TV um, or the iPad and know that what they're viewing is uh, is going to be safe. It's like you guys have to constantly, I, I feel sorry for you guys more, even more than when my kids were younger, because there's a lot more stuff out there that I think you have to be really, really careful because there is an agenda that they are pushing. I mean, if you guys listen to my Wednesday episode that we just put up two days ago, I was talking about the dictionary and I specifically was talking about the junior dictionary that is used across Australia, which is the junior Oxford dictionary. I would highly recommend if you don't listen to my Wednesday episodes, go back and listen to two days ago where I talked about the words that are being deleted Words to do with religion that were deleted in 2007, but people didn't realize until 2017. And uh, if you know anything about the dictionary, they don't delete words very often. And if they are deleting words, they have to be because they're not widely used anymore. But the words that they've deleted out of the junior dictionary are words that are still widely used, especially in the in the religious communities amongst Catholics and uniting and um, Protestant and um, you know Christian communities. So anyway, go and listen to that. But there's definitely an agenda that's being pushed, and a thousand percent. It's going to start, they start by brainwashing the children and And it's not just through the education system, but it's through the shows that they watch and the movies that we take them to. I mean, in case you haven't noticed, our kids are being turned into little activists, which I used to think was a good thing. And it can be a good thing at school, but it's like, you know what? Why don't we just get back to teaching our children about, uh, you know, mathematics and reading and the English language and good writing, but instead they're becoming activists about every Uh, you know, current societal issue. And our kids are being absolutely bombarded with just these sick ideologies. And it's everywhere now. It's when they read books. It's every time they watch something. It just seems to be the same. Now, I've always talked to you guys about the power of conversation, right? It's really powerful to be making sure that you have dinner together so you can have conversations. But there is there is just so much now that the kids are learning. It's going to be hard for them to remember to have conversations with you about everything. And I think we need more. Um, I think we we can't just be um, you know reactive and having conversations after the fact, but we need to be proactive in being sure that we're putting good content with uh, with good morals in their lives. Now, I remember reading a while back or hearing a while back that, you know, the power of books, I think it's um, actually the guy that I'm going to tell you about today, because it's his app. He talks about how reading stories to our children is so powerful in helping teaching uh, to teach them morals. um, And I totally agree um, in fact, I have got this whole book series called the bedtime stories that were written by actually by a seventh day Adventist. I think, um, they were called the, the author was known as uncle Arthur. I think there are about seven or eight books in the series. My Nana gave me my sister and I a book each book one and book two when we were little. Uh, and they're just full of Christian stories with good old fashioned morals. So there you go. There's another resource I wasn't planning on telling you, but the bedtime stories, I ended up getting all of them off of eBay. Um, and I've kept them. I'm literally keeping them for my kids' kids (laughs) Uh, because there are just not many books like that anymore where you can just get these good old fashioned stories. And I remember when my Nana gave it to me when I was five, I was obsessed with this book. I remember to this day, the stories that I read and the the lessons that they taught me. Um, And so reading books is powerful, but obviously the medium of choice these days are apps and anything that they can get on the iPad. So I think we need some alternatives to what our kids are consuming. We need to start being proactive and putting into their hands, things that we do want them to learn and that we do want them to know. Can I just please warn, take every, you know, take this as my, my love to you guys to warn you to please, please, please be careful what you are letting your kids consume. And I know that it takes work because it means that you're having to watch them, you know, all the time. And it used to be that I could just put something on the TV And it was a bit of a babysitter for my kids. Like when I wanted some time out or I wanted to do some stuff, I knew that they were safe watching play school. I knew that they were safe watching certain shows. And I know it's hard for you guys. So it's really important that you find stuff that you know is safe. You know, like my youngest used to love Bible Man loved watching Bible man. I think he, I think he got saved watching Bible man. And so I would spend any money to make sure that I would go and get the updated Bible man series so that he could, you know, be watching good, good stuff. So you've got to be on top of the content guys, you know, as if it's not bad enough with what they're getting at school, which we can't really control. Um, you know, now it's just being, uh, bombarding, bombarding them with, with what they're consuming on the television as well. Right. But we can control that. Okay. I probably am getting a little bit worried by the number of parents who, um, who think that they're doing a good job with their kids because they only let their kids on the iPhone or the iPad a few hours a day, or just when they're out. I'm really concerned about that. Uh, It's becoming good parenting to only be letting them on a few hours. Guys, can I be the tough one here? That's not good parenting anymore. Like letting your kids on screens for that amount of time. It's really rare now when I see uh, mums or dads at cafes when their kids are not sitting being babysat by an iPhone or an iPad. And I I really don't wanna sound judgmental, but I'm gonna say the truth today. Most of what our kids are consuming, it is absolute rubbish. And they don't need to be sitting on a screen that is actually changing their brain. It is changing their um, ability to, um, to sit still for long periods of time. It's changing their concentration span, which apparently now is down to like eight seconds or something like that. Guys, these are our babies at stake here. You know, it it is not, um, it's not tough parenting to keep them away from screens. I consider that now great parenting. So give your child back their childhood, okay? let them play and look at books, buy sticker books. My kids used to love sticker books. Uh, You know, get those paint number by water books. You know, those ones where all you need is water and it paints. They love them. Uh, You know, be creative, have puzzles in your bag and coloring in books. Like I, I dare you guys to make a policy that, your kids just don't use the portable screens. Like if my kids were little now, I a thousand percent guarantee you knowing what I know, um, I would absolutely just be like iPhones and iPads are off, off limit. Um, it's just unnecessary um, because it just, you know, this is the thing. They're so addictive that it's really hard just to give it to them for a little amount of time. You, I guarantee that if you uh, let them even have it for a little amount of time, especially when you're out, um, it's always going to be a battle to take it away. So just take the entire battle off of the table and just be like, "No, iPhones and iPads, pads there for mum and dad." Um, now, one thing I would say yes to is an occasional movie in the car if it was a long trip, and the other thing I would say yes to would be TV at home. The reason is TV you're more likely to be able to see and hear what they're viewing for a start is. Uh, TV, you can't take it with you wherever you go. So there's not going to be whinging and whining of, um, you know, if they see your screens, your phones and your iPads, and they know that they're allowed to have them, they're going to whinge and whine every time they see them. I want it. Mom, can I go on the iPad? Can I go on the iPhone? They're not going to say that about the TV because you can't pack up your TV in your pocket and take it with you. Okay. So I guarantee you that's what I would do. I just, I just think it's um, interesting how as parents, when it comes to screens, we've slowly compromised over time. Like at first it was no, a child could never touch your phone because a phone was so expensive to quick give the kid the phone to make them be quiet. And so we've compromised more and more and like I said, Most parents that I know would think that they're doing a good job by only letting their child on it for, well, they'll probably be surprised if you actually added it up. I'd say it's more than an hour, but there are very few parents that stick to that. Um, Whereas I would say that great parenting is just make a blanket rule. No, you're not touching the iPad, you're not touching the iPhone, um, the occasional movie if you're on a long trip. But, and I know that sounds tough, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is when you consider what it's doing to our kids. And I know some people say oh, well, what's the difference between a TV and an iPad? Go look it up. I, I should probably podcast on it. A TV does not do to your brain what a screen does. Um, and, I, and I probably need to really unpack that more, but I, I don't want that to be today's episode because I do want to share this one app, um, which I know is free. And like I said, that I would hands down You will know that your child can watch anything on that app and not only would they be safe from harmful content, but they would be being taught things that are 100% in alignment with your values. Um, and I'm pretty sure you could get this app on your TV as well. If you've got Apple TV, you'd have to look it up. Um, but like I said, this app is not just for kids. It's amazing for adults. It's uh, also brilliant for teenagers is actually my go-to. I've got it on my phone. So what is it? You're like, Renee, we're 12 minutes in and I don't know what it is. It's actually the Prager U app, P-R-A-G-E-R-U. It stands for Prager University. Pause this um, podcast episode, go look on your app store and get it right now. I don't know if it's available for Android, but I'd still be checking. Um, go have a look. I've also, um, am trying to make sure I've got a copy of it too. So you can see what it looks like on my social media girl next Go get it. It's free, but you can donate. Um, I was actually the other day thinking I should donate because it's so worthwhile. Now, Let me explain what it is. This app is an extension of an online university called the Prager University that was started years ago by a man called Dennis Prager. You've probably heard me talking about him before. He's now in his seventies, but he is one of the wisest people I've ever listened to. He is a Jewish man. Um, He's got so much common sense. It's unbelievable. And young people love listening to him. So he started the Prager University as an alternative because he could see what was happening to the education system um, in universities in America. And so he actually says, in America, to avoid going to universities at all costs. Now, you might have heard me talking about him in relation to the podcast that he does that I love listening to called The Fireside Chat. Um, He's also been on daily talkback radio in America for decades. And you can actually listen to it online if you join the PragerU um, podcast. Um, there's like a a subscription that you can join online as well. So the smartest thing about PragerU is that they do these five-minute videos. You can also follow them on Instagram and see these five-minute videos, but they're all on the app. Now, these five-minute videos are great for young people and adults because they promote conservative values on various political, economic, and societal topics. So this is where the likes of, if you know who these people are, but this is where Candace Owens started, Charlie Kirk, Will Witt, some of the people that I love following that are now really huge um, in conservative politics in America. Now, Dennis Prager started a kid section on the app because he was seeing the massive decline not just in universities, but now hitting up children's edu- education. So he added an online school for children and then expanded his app to include an entire section for kids. Okay. Now the app is being added to all the time. Um, it doesn't have a huge amount of stuff right now, but it's definitely got enough to get your kids started where there's some really fun educational shows. They read books to your kids. There's also online magazines and books as well. But like I said, at the moment, a lot of it is very American, um, as in it will teach American history. But again, I mean, we all know about people like Martin Luther King, right? So um, I would still definitely uh, make sure that you show your kids that side of it. But it's also, um, it's also got a lot of stuff on there where it talks about like characters from the Bible, for example. So um, while it's not outright Christian content, there is some Christian content, but all of it is geared towards raising really good kids. He's really big on on raising good kids and being good moral people. Now his basis for that is the Bible, particularly clearly being Jewish, the Old Testament. Okay. So let me explain a little bit of what you'll find on the app, but there are kids shows like Otto's Tales, which are for prep to year two. And they read books on there like Aesop's Fables to teach values to children, right? Like the tortoise and the hare. Then there's this how-to series for year six and up. And these are great guys. Listen to these titles. How to build good habits and break bad ones. How to take pride in your work. I mean, who even teaches on that stuff anymore? How to get out of the pit of despair. Oh, no, we just talk about kids being in the pit, but who talks about how to get out of it and teaching children how to get out of it, how to forgive, how to be resilient, amazing content. Now they're constantly adding new material Um, But also I think you can get a little bit more online. So you might even want to check out their online kids school. Um, I haven't really looked into that very much. Uh, And like I said, the video library is also great for slightly older kids as well and for us as parents. So, you know, there are series on everything you can imagine, like there's a series there called, Are You There, God?, And it's got titles like, do we have free will or does science argue for or against God or the benefits of belief? So you can be a completely like non-Christian, non-religious person and consume the content and know that you're consuming really good critical thinking uh, kind of content on all sorts of issues in society. So I'm going to leave it there. But I want you to go and get that app right now. Um, like I said, they're adding content all the time. But you know what? If a bunch of parents from Australia, you know, emailed them and said, "Please add some Australian content or some content that's not just you know uh, for the American kids," I have no doubt that that would you know be something that they would maybe consider. But meanwhile. I think it is just so worthwhile and we need to be having more content like that. The other thing that I would do, guys, I would go down to your Christian bookstore like Kurong um, and I'll go and have a look at, and and I know it's like, but aren't DVDs going out? They probably are, Um, but I don't know. Maybe you guys know some other apps where there's stuff that's not cheesy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the stuff in the past that's Christian's been a little bit cheesy, but I would err on the side of um, (laughs) giving my kids cheesy than giving my my kids the corrupt content that's out there today. So um, I hope that's helped you just a little bit. I hope it's challenged you a little bit. Um, I know that, you know, once your kids are 18, my kids, two of them are over 18, one of them 17. Um, and the uh, they're not obsessed with content online. My youngest wants to be a videographer. So he is on his phone or on on apps a lot making video content himself. But my kids are not obsessed with, uh, with being on their phones or being on social media. And I absolutely am convinced that is because we knew how to parent them from the ages of about 12 to 18. You've only got that small window. I mean, now it's even less, maybe even 10 to 18. And some parents are giving their kids phones younger. But you've got a small window to parent your kids on how much uh, online content should be in their lives um we picked a school around this too um my nieces were here over christmas and we were having this big discussion over how much their school lets them have their phones um, during the day. And so, yeah, we were having a great conversation about it. And we were saying, you know, saying how I picked my kids school and they are rare, by the way, I don't know what I would do if I was in another state, but up the road, 20 minutes from my house is a school that did not and do not let our kids have their phone at all during the day, minimal computers, all of that kind of stuff. But those schools are very, very rare. Uh, so yeah, anyway, lots for you to consider. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back with you next Wednesday. Until then, go check out that app. Bye.